and it does happen. And it happens in a good way. Hello, everybody. It's Skip Clark. Look at that. She's getting into it. It's Skip Happens and the Skip Happens podcast. And um, along with, uh, well, I have to mention, she's not here. Deb Lanfear is not here. But along with the official CMFC, that's the Country Music Fan Club. But uh, they do have a watch party going on their Facebook page here tonight. So welcome, everybody. And uh, we've got a great show for you, a great podcast tonight. First time I've had a chance to uh, actually meet this young lady. I've heard her music, and it's pretty darn awesome. And uh, well, we're going coast to coast tonight. She's in California. I'm in New York. And uh, I want you all to say hi to uh, Mara Goto. Goto. Did I say that right? Yeah, Goto? nailed it. I don't know why. It's such a short name, but I'm afraid I'm going to screw it up. G-O-T-O. You wouldn't be the first one. Yeah, oh. I always tell people it rhymes with photo. Okay, Goto. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. It's Mira Goto, everybody. And uh, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to be with us. I know this is like probably right during your um, dinner time, I would assume. Well, you're a couple hours behind us. Yeah, you know, 5.15 out here, a little early for dinner, but sun's going down. I don't know. It's like what every every hour is eating a snacking hour during quarantine. What can I say? Oh, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's been dark here for a couple of hours already. But uh, again, welcome. Uh, describe where are you and describe your surroundings a little bit. Okay. okay. We're on my couch. I um, Bigger picture, though. I, I live in Santa Cruz, California, which is about an hour and a half south of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. It's a quiet little beach town. Um, it's beautiful here. I live, you know, a 10 minute walk to the water. So that was really oh. nice during the intense lockdown. But we're in my living room and this is my couch. My cat mittens might make an appearance. She likes to pop oh. her head in where she's not wanted. <laughs> <laughs> they always do that. Oh, yeah, totally. They always do that. So um, being in California, though, uh, how often do you get to Nashville? Okay, pre-COVID. Right, exactly. Um, I did two weeks out there and two weeks out here. My husband um, lives and works out here. Okay. He works in tech, so Silicon Valley access is really important. You know, you got it kind of kind of like Nashville and country music. You got to show up to win. So right. that's where he's based. And so I, I would take trips out there every two weeks. And I have not been back since March, since the tornadoes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, though. This whole pandemic thing is crazy. Uh, so you've been pretty much at home the whole time. And uh, of course, you're lucky enough to have a husband. And is he able to go to work? Is he able to uh, actually go into Silicon Valley? Or do you does he work out of the house? He works out of the house. And <laughs> so we see a lot more of each other. And thankfully, it's going really well. <laughs> well, you know, they say the pandemics brought families together. Couples or, together. or it like forces your hand, right? Like you I've heard more the better. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I'm sure there's those moments where, okay, I've had enough and I just need to, I need to just go for a drive or something just to get out. Right? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, I know. I hear you. Well, you know, it's the same thing here. It doesn't matter where you are. The pandemic's, uh, you know, it's had a lot of different effects on different people and, and the way we handle it and all that. But uh, I'd love to talk to you about your music. Um, of course, you've got a song on the chart right now, and you've got, you just went, is it, you just put out your EP or your album, correct? I did, yeah. I wish I had a copy within arm's reach, but, um, so I can hold it up for you, but it's called Nobody Warned Me. Mm -hmm. It's something we've been working on for a long, long time, and, you know, we had to push it back, just like everybody else with their projects this year, but we did finally decide to put it out this year, so I'm really, really proud. 
That's awesome that you did get it out. I know the, the single is good, and uh, the single Nobody Warned Me, um, is that a true story? Because I was listening to it, and I'm like, okay, she's a young lady. She's she's moving. Is uh, you know, Dad's going to give her the, uh, the spray, and Mom's going to give her some money, and uh, pretty much that's that's like the real deal. There's um, there's true bits in there, you know. There's like when I when I went to college, like my mom and dad did the pepper spray and the the you know here don't tell your father here's some cash and you know sweet things like that. And in fact, when because I, I wrote this with my friend Lance Carpenter, who's amazing, and uh, we were going down the laundry list of things that our parents warned us about. Right. When we moved out and his list as a as a man is very different from my list as a woman. Mine's don't set your drink down. Don't go anywhere at night alone. You know, things like that. So that was kind of what we wanted to talk about. But um, but no. Looks like we're live again. Am I in here by myself? Are you guys stuck with me all by myself? This no, is fun. No, no, no. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, no, this is weird. I'm sorry. That You know what I did? I um, I. I actually um, kicked something with my foot and I pulled the plug out. How very 2020 of you. I know, very much, very <laughs> much so, very much so. Now I just got to make sure you can hear me okay and I can hear you okay. Totally. Uh, let's back it up. Where did we leave off? We were talking about you and your music and uh, you. I was asking you about the song um, and all that. Um, let's just pick it up from there. Yes, yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see? <laughs> Bam. Thanks, Joe. I needed that. Absolutely. Do you know Joe? Uh, I haven't had the pleasure. No, I don't either. But he nice. put Skip Happens, so that's cool. Hi, Joe. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, Brosoph. Uh, I just want to try one thing here. Okay, you can hear me loud and clear. Just uh, <laughs> I'm hearing you through the other speakers, but that's all right. We'll make it work. So, okay. All right. So continue on, Miss Oh, I was just saying that, you know, for the music video, the song sings about a blue-eyed, blonde-haired cowboy mm -hmm. that that this girl falls in love with. And I have a Japanese-Canadian husband who I love very much. But I remember the day I was like, honey, <laughs> I need to hire an actor to play my boyfriend. <laughs> and so my director and I, you know, a female as well, she, we, she brought this catalog of all these handsome men and we're flipping through it on the table. And he's like, all right, well, don't have too much fun, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love it. It's part of like being a, you know, an actress or an actor. I mean, you're doing the video and all that. And the reason I say that was uh, on the podcast here, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Pat Boone and uh, Pat Boone was telling me that way early on in the making of some movies, he wouldn't kiss the actress because without asking his wife permission first, you know, it was almost like those same, you know, I can't do this. I've, I've got to go talk to Shirley before I, you know, so it was just kind of a funny story. And Pat Boone, of course, got, I mean, this guy's like almost 87 years old and he's still making movies. He's still singing and still doing all that, but very deep in his faith and his beliefs. So that's, you know, that story was kind of cool. So it's a courtesy thing, you know, and I, I guess we had some boundaries and he was like, well, are you going to kiss him? And I was like, well, you know, I don't want to, but what if he, like, what if the scene caught, he's like, well, okay, but. But, you know, just be respectful and everybody will be there, right? It's not like you're going to be kissing them by yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's all supervision. And 
So, oh, that's so cool. I'm not an actress. It's a little bit weirder, I think. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you are an actress. I mean, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, but yeah. when you make the videos, you're an actress. Think about yeah. it. And you know, sometimes I think about it like that too when I'm writing. Sometimes I'm writing these story songs that are just completely made up stories, or sometimes I'm writing them based on true events and we're we're right. not letting the truth get in the way of a good song, right? So we become the character so that we can write from a first so that's there's a little bit of that in there too, but it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun. No, it is fun. How hard was it to make a video during the pandemic? That's a good question. Um, we had a whole nother video <laughs> <laughs> that we were gonna shoot, and then we just thought outside would be better. Outside would be better, and me by myself. And if we have anybody else, they'll be over there, and I'll be over here. And so when we that that was what we shot was the anybody else music video in July, and in between takes, it was masks on for me, and the whole crew had their masks on. So given the concept of the video where I'm going on a run by myself and I'm, I'm passing these people six feet apart <laughs> that I guess like that concept was totally doable, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but the other video that we were going to shoot that we may someday just it, inside too many people, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I'll, you know, these things happen for a reason, for whatever reason. We don't yeah. know, but we'll figure it out. So well, I'm very proud of the video we got to make. So mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. Are you a, um, do you work out a lot? I mean, we were talking about, I saw you saw a picture of you at the gym and pulling up on the bars, but you were just talking about running and all that. Are you very, uh, I don't know. Do you work out every day? Are you very athletic or. I like to think that I'm pretty athletic. I sure. think I let a lot of it slip. Um, as most of us did during the pandemic, since gyms are closed. Um, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I lately have been feeling like, I don't know how to explain it. You have this really high high of like, oh, my album's coming out. Oh, my song's on the radio. Mm -hmm. There's a new video coming out. And then it comes out and I'm like, oh, that's right. I can't tour. I mm -hmm. like don't have anything new coming up. I have no motivation to write. I'm just kind of got the the quarantine blues a little bit. So I'm trying to do more things that make me happy and mm -hmm. exercise is one of those things. And so I'm trying to get back into yeah. it. You know, you know what will make you feel good? I mean, you said you had a cat. Animals really make you feel good. All right. If you just need some time, just put the cat on your lap or in my situation, I go and hang out with the dogs and just kind of, it just makes you, makes you relax a little bit. I and mean, it just makes you feel good. And it's what very is, hard to feel good nowadays because there's, you know, nobody knows what's going on. I mean, you know, you got the politics, you've got the pandemic, you've got all, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy. All angles. Yeah. All angles, it's yeah. hard. But yeah. yeah, no, that's a good, the animal thing is really nice. We have a joke in our house that uh, Mittens, our cat, she likes mm -hmm. to put it right in your eyeballs. <laughs> you lay down, she's like, oh yeah, okay, this is my spot right here. <laughs> is that how she wakes you up? She jumps up on your bed and is like, get off my, you know. He did for a, yeah. for a long time, and we yeah. eventually had to kick her out of the bedroom when we're sleeping. <laughs> exactly. You get the paw right in the face, you know. Uh, I love what it. What are your dog's names? Uh, we have Miley. Miley. And we have Nike. Nike. Nike, Nike is the, I love it that you asked a question. I love it when the guest asks questions, by the way. So just throw them at me and I'll throw my questions at you. It just makes for a great conversation. Uh, we have Miley, who's a yellow lab named after Miley Cyrus, my son named her. And um, 
she's 12 years old now. We got Nike, who is, I don't know if I got this right, part boxer and black nose cur, or I think it's 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 a weird mix, but um just a very well-trained dog came from Texas. Whoever took her in, him in rather, before he came north to New York from Texas, really did a lot of work with him. He was house trained. Uh, he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't jump and take scraps off the table. He doesn't do anything like that. Tell him to sit. He sits. You tell him to lay down. He'll lay down. It just That's the way he came. And he's only four years old. So it's, you know, between the two of them, it, it's a riot to watch. They get along great. They play tug of war. They do all that stuff. So uh, they don't fight at all. Just, you know. That's really sweet. I had a yellow lab growing up too. His name was Gus. And I just, I just love labs. And I always was like, I think I want a boxer someday. So you got the dream team. <laughs> you never know. Nike was a boxer though. You know, it just, the only way I know is it's, it's on the paperwork. That's all oh, okay. that is part mix, but, um, he's more of a, he's a hunting dog. He loves to get out in the backyard, chase the squirrels and the chipmunks and the rabbits. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Does he go for skunks? Funny that you said that. But Miley did Miley. Um, I want to say it was last summer. There was a skunk in the backyard. Miley went out to do her business before we went to bed and had a little mishap with the skunk. And it was pretty gross, pretty disgusting. It was, I mean, we did the tomato juice on her. We, my wife had to go to Walmart to get some de-skunking stuff. And it was just, it, and the whole house stunk, mind you. When you, oh, think, yeah. when you think you've got the dog cleaned and we did that outside, forget it. You smell it for a week. Yeah. It's just that, uh, it's that odor that's always there. But you know what? It's, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And every, uh, every pet gets them. I mean, our cat got she learned a, a tough lesson yeah with the skunk too yeah and the skunk they warn you they warn you they yeah, let you, you know, see that tail go up look and out. then mittens still felt like it was important to <laughs> slap her just slap her and she got what was coming then she had to have a bath which you know yeah how do you give a cat a bath they don't like water yeah it resulted in some uh blood donations <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, you could smell it on her for a couple weeks, yeah, you know, exactly. the pack, but one thing my wife did, she took, I think it's apple vinegar and put it in little, um, like little cups and put it on the counter, put it on the table. It takes the odor out of the air. Oh, that's so, smart. I think it, it might've been apple vinegar. I'm not really sure. Of course, I could her, she would know I'm just being a guy and it's like, yeah, she used that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, that's smart. yeah. Well, they're, I like skunks. I think they're super cute, but they don't smell that great. <laughs> uh, how did we get, we got on the subject of talking about pets and we we're supposed to be talking about your music and, and, and the, the EP that just came out and the song that's climbing the charts and, and you as Marigoto just becoming now a household name. And it's so awesome. Uh, that's what we're supposed to be talking about, you know. Well, okay, we can segue. Let's see. How do I make this? I know. I'm trying to think. I'm the radio guy. I should know how to uh, kind of, but this is a tough one. I don't know. So one of the first songs that I, I put out is a song that I wrote called Crazy Cat Lady. Um, <laughs> I wrote. Segway, by the way. Because <laughs> I am the cat lady, right? Yeah, I've got yeah exactly. Cat. <laughs> and uh, it it got picked up by the local radio station out here, K-Pig. Uh -huh. And yeah. then. 
they other stations across the country started playing it. And so that was my first um, go at radio. And and my second go at radio was uh, was with the Nobody Warned Me, the title track. God, that's such a great song, too. That's such a great song. What did you, uh, what was your, when you first heard your song on the radio, what was that like? Oh, dream come true. Yeah. It's just dream like, come oh. true. it's amazing. I think the first one that I heard on the radio that I caught on video, because, you know, I didn't think about it. It was the cat, the cat song was the first one I heard on right, right. the radio. But then I have um, one of the songs on the EP is called Next Life. It's a duet that I sang um, with Mark Broussard. Yes, I'd listen and, to it. It's awesome. Thank you. I um, I remember, let's see, we had gone surfing <laughs> that morning. And so we're in our like wetsuits and I put a sweatshirt on over and all, you know, fluffy and um, driving back to the house. And it just came on and I thought nothing of it because I listened to mixes on, on the car radio mm-hmm. all, um, all the time. Sure. And it came on and my husband goes, oh, what's that? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it's my song. But I, it didn't like compute that it was on the radio station, you know? And so right. that, was, that was unbelievable. And then I, I thought to turn on my video camera and capture that. And- wow. Hang on to that. That's so cool. You can put it like, you know, look back on it someday and say, this is, you know, when it was first, one of my songs was first played on the radio. Yeah. I still, I still get that same butterfly feeling in that every time like a new song is played on the radio. In fact, just like two weeks ago, one of the, one of the newer songs on the EP is called Tequila Told Me To. I saw it on the list. Yes. (laughs) That one was, um, was played. It was like eight in the morning and it came (laughs) on and I was like, all right, it's not too early for tequila out here. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Tequila told me. I love that. How'd you come up with that title? Oh, I always knew I wanted to write a song called Tequila Told Me Too. That's my drink of choice. That's like okay. the bands and I are we're getting ready to take the stage and we're like gonna do, you know, a band shot to like mm-hmm. it's like a bonding thing, loosens right. everybody up. Seen it um, a million times. Yep. It's tequila for me every time. And so that's my drink of choice. I just always, but tequila, I noticed that anytime I suggest it, there's always someone who's like, oh, can't do it. Can't do tequila. And I'm like, all right, I know you got a story. And so I hear all these tequila stories. Mm-hmm. Everyone's story is the same. Everyone's got the same tequila story. And so I thought, <laughs> well, why don't I just write the tequila story? <laughs> well, Joe Nichols, what he had, he had. Um... Tequila makes your clothes fall off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Tequila. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I love it. I love it. I love that. You know, I I didn't listen to that, but I I did listen to a lot, whether it was on YouTube or, yeah, I think I listened to them all on YouTube before you came on here tonight with me, everything that I could. And uh, just your style and um, just the way you go about it. It's just, you know, I can't say this enough. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, Tell us about your songwriting a little bit, Mira. Well, let's see. What can I tell you? Where's the best I, place for you to write? Do you like to be alone? I like to start songs alone. I very much enjoy doing that. I find that since I'm writing songs for me with other songwriters, it's my responsibility to come up with the stories that I want to tell and bring them to, to the songwriters that I think like, okay, I have this one friend who like loves writing sad songs. So if I have a sad story, I start it and I kind of get it mapped out mm-hmm. 
you know, and then I, I bring it and I go, will you help me write this and tell this story the way that, that I want to tell it. And then they just breathe life into it. Same with thing with funny songs mm -hmm. or, or story songs or the, up, you know, the upbeat, like the, the tequila song. I brought it yeah. to my producer and pop friends out here. And I told them, you know, they're like, oh, you've never written country before. And I said, you don't have to countrify it. Don't <laughs> worry. Just think Katy Perry in cowboy boots. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It, that's pretty much the way it's going anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. What's why not? happening? Think about it. That's I cool. am a huge Katy Perry fan. So if we can come up with something that's half as good as hers, then I'm a happy woman. Did she she did she have the baby? I'm trying I to think, think so. Yeah, I think so too. And I remember on Idol when Lane Hardy was on and Katie was just head over heels for Lane Hardy. And uh, you know, that's that when you say, you know, it's uh, Katie Perry in, in cowboy boots, it's you know, when I, I think of that episode. So it's kind of crazy. Pretty cool stuff. So, I mean, do you ever do any Zoom rights or do you get, you know, because of the pandemic that's going on, everybody kind of goes on and y'all come together like on a Zoom meeting and kind of throw different things out? Yeah, um, I do. I tried doing writing with three people, you know, and we found it was just too many voices over each other at the same time or too, you know, people would try to talk over each other. And so, so we've, I've, I'm more comfortable with two now. But I do find that I burn out a lot quicker on Zoom than I do in person. In person, we can like get up, walk around, right. go make a sandwich, keep talking about it in the other rooms of the house. But over Zoom, I'm like three hours <laughs> is the most I can handle looking at a computer. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very, uh, it does take a lot out of you. There's no doubt. <laughs> you know, we do it all day in our jobs. And uh, I know at the radio station, just looking at a computer all day, it's like, ugh. You get that. You just gotta get up and walk away for a little bit. So yeah, I definitely now will will get up and walk around, and I'm like, I'm still here. I'm still here. But I'm just pacing, and that's that's fine. But it's it's hard. I've I miss a lot of things, as I'm yeah. sure you know you do as well. But um, that's definitely a challenge that I haven't yet figured out how how to yeah. a hurdle I haven't been able to overcome. That's you know, we've I've talked to. Um, Deb and I, when she's with me, we've talked to a lot of artists that do a lot of writing. And, and what they say is that, yeah, they do a lot over Zoom, but you can't compare that to when you're sitting in the same room. When yeah. you can feel the warmth of somebody else being there or the body language of somebody or kind of just bringing it all together that way. Zoom, you don't have that connection. It's just you're looking at a picture and you're and you're talking. But when you're in a room, you can see the body language and what I, you can almost see what, you know, maybe the co-writers or the other writers are thinking. Body language is a huge part of it. That's um, I'm glad that you said that because that's definitely a big part. It's you know it's reading the energy there, but also like the sound on on these cut over each other. So we can't all talk at the same time, which happens all the time, mm -hmm. and it's great because if somebody says something, it triggers something else, and it triggers and so on and so forth. But if you miss things all the time, so. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. hard but yeah i like to especially now write by myself and then take that little packaged idea and hurl it at somebody and hope that they go oh i want to i want to make that this you know that's cool that's yeah. cool and every you know being a songwriter i mean though that's the part that a lot of people don't realize they hear the artist but they never realize what goes in to get to the point where the artist is singing it. I mean, it's, it's all the songwriters. It's people. Yeah. I mean, 
you get together with others and sure you you may be the artist but there's still a lot behind you the writing of the song and all that that a lot of listeners don't don't realize they think okay it's it's marigoto she did the whole thing but really usually it's a lot of people i am standing on a lot of shoulders doing what i do and i'm i'm very lucky that the people whose shoulders i am standing are standing very tall and very proud for me so there's no way i could do it without any of them you know i um to change it up here a little bit when i was doing some research knowing that i was going to be chatting with you tonight i happened to see you standing in the back of a pickup truck uh playing your guitar and then what was it uh, parties to go or music to go i forgot what it said but i'm going that's a great idea look at her she's kind of taken her talent we're in a pandemic you, you, you don't have the gigs but yet if somebody's having a small backyard get together you could show up and still be in the back of a pickup truck up in the driveway or up on the road and play a few songs, make a little money. And then you go about your business. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you saw that. I called a mobile concert. That's <laughs> what it was. Mobile concerts. Yes. I, I had a brain fart, but no, yeah. it's fine. There's a lot of things they could have called it and that was it. But, um, it's, it's an, it evolved from the front porch concert, right? Cause I thought, well, why don't I just play on my front porch every, you know, month or so. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I want people coming to my house. <laughs> it's not like I have a huge lawn in the front yard either. It's California. We all got drought, drought right, right, now. Right. So, um, <laughs> so I thought, why don't we mobilize this thing? If I have like a stage that I can move around, then I can take it to where you want me. And I was playing graduations because that, that was a big one. And, uh, and lots of um, milestone birthdays, a couple anniversaries, and just then a couple neighborhood nights that were like, we just want, we just need a break, we need something different. So well, that's cool that you did that. I can, I can speak for something that I did, even though this isn't about me, this entire thing's supposed to be about you, but still during this pandemic and during the summer when nobody could do anything, I actually set up a whole like DJ system in my front yard. And I went out there and I just cranked the tunes for a couple of hours. I mean, I cranked it. It was loud. Everybody was coming out of their homes and they were dancing in their driveways. Everybody was like at least waving to other people and yelling to other people. People were driving by going, this is, you know, like, thank yeah. you so much for doing this. So it's almost along the same lines, except I just, you know, I did it for my neighborhood. We're in a neighborhood that's only got a couple of streets and it's closed off. So, but it's something we needed. That's really cool. And I could see that being like contagious, the yeah. happiness, the joy of people just going like, it's different. And you forget for a minute that mm -hmm. things are so limited and you get to come outside and just hang out on your porch. And yeah, I, I wish we were neighbors. <laughs> mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the, uh, my neighbors is Maria just popped on here and said, uh, oh, she's talking about you, that you're a sweetheart. But, oh, well, uh, she was one of them. It's like they were dancing in their front yard and everything. She's one of my neighbors, but uh, it's very, very cool. Good stuff. Um, you have the guitar right there with you. I sure do. Are you planning on playing a song? You don't have to if you don't want to. I'd be more than happy to. I'd love to hear something, to be honest with you. I am so impressed with you. I, I love your attitude, your EP, as I mentioned already. And before we get done here tonight, I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can get their hands on that. And we'll take it from there. But uh, what can you play for us? I can play anything you want. Yeah. Um, why don't I play the title track? Okay. 
That would be really awesome. It's Mira Goto, everybody. And uh, Mira is in Santa Cruz, California. And of course, I'm in New York. So I love saying this. We're coast to coast. Yeah, my coastal here. This is how we this is how we tour. Yep, this is it. This is it. What else are we gonna do? Thank God we have the technology. Think about it. Could you imagine? Hmm? Yeah, could you imagine if this happened 30 years ago? Oh my God, people like you, where would you be? Seriously. Well, I would have been a tot. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But think about it. 20 years ago, we didn't have this. Yeah, it's crazy. We are, we are lucky in a way that it's, it's happening now and that we can figure out how to work from home and all this all this stuff. There's some there's some silver lines, thin as they may be. <laughs> All right, Marigoto, everybody. Let's see what she has. So this song's called Nobody Warned Me. This is the title track off my EP. This is the one <laughs> with the music video that I had to hire an actor instead of who's my husband, which is very, he loves telling that story. When <laughs> is he standing over there? I'm sorry? Is, is your husband like looking at you? He's he's working in his oh, office. Oh, okay. I just I see you kind of glance over to the side, so he's probably oh. over there laughing. That's why I was wondering. For all I know, he's watching this in his little okay. in his home office, and he's getting ready to. <laughs> I love it. I love hey. it. All right. Let's do it. All right. The song's called "Nobody Warned Me." Tried to talk me out of leaving, but my heart made up its mind. So they warned me about the dangers of taking a three-day drive. They warned me about weather, about the tornadoes. Now the summer sure gets hot, and the winter's twice as cold. Daddy gave me a can of pepper spray, said it's best to be prepared. And mama slipped me a little money, said this ought to get you there. They warned me about strangers, about living on my own. About ups and downs, the sights and sounds, a thousand do's and don'ts. But not about blue eyes, and not about a southern draw. Not about opening up doors, no, none of that. not see you come talk about a sweet surprise these feelings that i'm feeling the ones that i don't want to fight you lost right in just one spot swept me off my feet i was warned about the bad things this town might do to me but not about blue eyes and not about a southern draw not about opening up doors or how fast my heart could fall and stay away from bad boys and dirty old cowboy boats. They try to warn me, but nobody warns me about driving your truck or that long jump out. 
It'd be about blue eyes, about a southern draw. How you open up my door and how fast my heart could fall and stay away from bad boys. A dirty old cowboy boats, they try to warn me, but nobody warns me. About you. Wow, that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. Thank absolutely, so absolutely. That's the title track off the EP. Um, if somebody wanted to get a hold of your music, they can go online. Where can they do that? Well, my music is available anywhere digitally that um, music is sold or streamed. But if you would like a physical copy of the CD, I have them for sale on my website, which is miragoto.com. That's M-I-R-A-G-O-T-O.com. Simple as that. You got merch on there too? Oh, yeah. Got all the good stuff. Just got the sweatshirts up in time for uh, <laughs> Christmas. Very excited about finally having sweatshirts. I've always dreamed. It's such a silly dream, but I've always dreamed of having sweatshirts. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't go wrong with a good. Are they hoodies or are they just sweatshirts? Hoodies, but um, zippies. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Especially here in the Northeast. It gets really, really like, although it's been nice the last week or so, but normally by this time it's 30 degrees and we have snow, but it's Right now, it's uh, hasn't happened yet. Knock on wood. So, so I, you know, we get like anytime it gets below sixty degrees out here, we get the hoodies out, we get the out, we get the pumpkin spice lattes out, and so you know, the hoodies are like it's hoodie season. It's fifty five degrees. Yeah, well, it gets sixty here. We may have the pumpkin spice, but we're putting our shorts on and our oh. t-shirts. We wouldn't even dream of shorts until 75. How do you like, you've been in California all your life, pretty mm -hmm. much, right? Well, yeah, you were born and raised there. Uh, what's it like to be in California and so close to where everything is happening? What Actually, what's, what's the life like? What is it? A lot of hustle and bustle? Um. Yes, in a way. Let me tell you this, though. My husband's Canadian. When uh -huh. he brought me to Toronto to visit his family, to meet his family for the first time. Mm -hmm. He's like, dress, pack your, pack scarves. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I got a scarf. <laughs> I have one of those like thin fashion scarves with sparkles on it. Oh, you know, okay. I had jeans and I had Ugg boots and I <laughs> was minus 18. <laughs> and I almost broke up with him because I was broke. <laughs> I'm like, you let me go into the snow in my jeans. Are you kidding? So I have since upgraded my wardrobe. I didn't own clothing that was like appropriate for that. Right, weather. Right. Well, you didn't expect that. You had no idea, but he tried to warn you. <laughs> I mean, let's say nobody warned me. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I can tell you my, uh, one of my first dates with my wife was in Toronto. We went to Toronto. Oh. We went to the Pantages theater. Um, we saw, um, oh my gosh, I just had a, Another brain fart tonight. But anyways, we ended up going out to dinner. We spent the night up there. We just, it was just so beautiful. And the snow was falling, but we're used to it though. We dress for it. We drive in it, you know. But. I'm allergic to snow. <laughs> ah. I so don't know. what part of New York are you in? Syracuse. Okay. So you're, you're up there. It's chilly up there. Yeah. We're in upstate New York. I know when people talk about New York, Mira, they, they think of New York City. Yeah. When, when somebody so says... Right. And then somebody says, uh, or if I say, um, 
Well, they'll say, what part of New York? And I'll go upstate and they'll go, oh, like Poughkeepsie, which is just yeah. the New York, New York City. No, no, we're we're upstate New York. We're at the crossroads mm-hmm. of New York State, um, right in the heart. We're right in the middle. You go you one way, you go to Buffalo, you go the other way, you go to Albany. You might actually be further north than Toronto. Uh, no. No? But close, but close. I know what you're thinking. And it takes, it's a, it'll take us a few hours to drive to, to uh, Toronto, but... Um, you know, it's not a bad drive. When so we can, go to Toronto, we fly into Buffalo and then it's like. And do you think, yep, exactly. I could drive to Buffalo and then go right across there. Well, now we can't go across the border because of the yeah. pandemic. But, but yeah, that's the way we would go. And you've seen Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. We got married there, actually. No way. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's that awesome. Was, that was nice. It was a, it was just a private thing. And then yeah. we went Vegas a week later and partied with everybody. There you go. That's the way to do it. I know my so, wife and I got married in St. Thomas and we just oh, a little thing. And when we got back, we threw a party. Totally. That's the way to do it. And there you go. Yeah. Your story is born. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, it was awesome. As far as California goes living here, I obviously you grow up in your environment and you don't think anything of it. That's just what normal is to you. And then, you know, I moved away. I went to different cities for colleges within California, but I'm like, sure. you know, San Luis Obispo, which is a sleepy town with no oh, major. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah. And then I went to Santa Barbara for a bit and mm-hmm. again, really beautiful town, but no major airport. You have to drive <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and I lived in San Diego for a while, which major airport, oh, but, um, but huge. And I just, I remember going to San Diego and thinking, where's all the trees? is a beautiful city i know i know you're right you're right about the trees yeah i've been to san diego i visited the san diego zoo um which i'll always forget my wife actually had a meeting out there so i flew out and met her out there and uh, we did you know we we went to the zoo and we did all that tourist stuff so they've got a lot of fun and really well done tourist stuff in san diego yeah, very cool. Now let's talk about Nashville. Obviously, you haven't been there because of the pandemic, but do you have a place in Nashville or no? Yeah, and I can see on the camera that it's still standing, but that's about all I know. I I have my doubts that the car will start. <laughs> oh wow! You know, I'm actually I'm gonna go out next week. It's my first time. I got my my mask upgrade. Got my gloves, <laughs> and it's my first time on a plane and eight months you know yeah, like, you gotta get your mask and and now it's more than just a mask the mask has become a way of life so there's like custom designed mask with all that you know i don't know what yours looks like but you know they have the all the different designs on them now it's part of your wardrobe i know it's got a match i've got one for each purse one for each car <laughs> somehow <laughs> i think you're telling me the truth <laughs> You. They give them out as like party favors at some of the um, mobile concerts I've been playing. I've been oh, getting. Really? Yeah, it's part what of the good. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Do you have them that. Um, do you have any like with your name on it at all or anything like on your merch? No, no? I don't have Miragoda masks. I have a leopard one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I'm going to ask you. Can we get one more tune out of you? Absolutely. That, that other one was great. I know Joseph was asking for the tequila song. I don't know if you can do that or not. Oh, yeah, totally. It's funny. I can see, you know, on the back end, on the artist end of things, we can see where our music's being streamed. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what we can see what countries are playing your songs the most by individual song and what cities and everything. And um, I can tell you that my tequila song is killing it in Belgium. Really? Yeah. You no. Know, have you have you ever played over there? I have not played in Belgium. I played in Ireland. Okay. But had the, I've been to Belgium on vacation. Yeah, because I hear that our country music, as we know it, is huge, like in Ireland or oh. that part of the world. So I learned that when I was over there, and I was going to play this um, country songwriters festival, and um, I was telling people, you know, that as we're traveling, we meet the bartenders. Or the way, what do you guys? What brings you here? You know, oh, I'm a country singer. Oh, I love country. Well, country music evolved from Irish folk music, mm-hmm. so they love it. They love it. It's crazy. A lot of people don't realize that. I know. I I'm yeah, I love I love it over there and I miss it terribly. Was had plans to go this summer, but mm-hmm. you know, canceled. Mine, uh, she's an artist, she plays over there quite a bit. Every year they go on tour in Europe and um the crowds are just phenomenal, she says. And it's you know, they love the country music and all that, but she was heartbroken when all this, you know, they couldn't do it this year. They've done it every yeah. year for so many years. And uh, I know when I talked to her, she was actually in tears that they couldn't go on tour and couldn't go to totally. you know, to Europe. So it's it's devastating all the things that we can't do and mm-hmm. things we were looking forward to that disappeared overnight. But you know, we will we will play again. We will hug again. We will do all of these things again someday. Absolutely, absolutely. Just be patient and keep your head up. All right, let's see it. Let's hear it. I can't. I can't right. see it. Let's hear it. <laughs> we call it the tequila song, but the actual title of this is called. Tequila told me to. Okay. Maragoto, everybody. It was only supposed to be dinner, but someone bought around. I didn't want to be rude. I guess I could have turned it down. Well, one turn and two, a double makes four. Next thing you know, I'm tearing up the dance floor. No sense in holding back now. I was in the zone with the drawn selfies on my iPhone. Oh, 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 looking for a lampshade, making friends, join the band, post it all on Instagram. Whoa, oh, kind of crazy for a Monday. Oh, no. What did I do? Tequila. Tequila told me to, oh no, what did I do? Tequila, tequila told me to, I guess I made it home. I woke up in my shoes, I got a number on my arm, my key's still in the door, is this a new tattoo? Well, I should know better, it's happened before, last thing I It's coming back in pieces. I was in the zone with the child selfies on my iPhone. Oh, 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 looking for a lampshade, picking friends, join the band, posting all on Instagram. Whoa, oh, kind of crazy for a Monday. Oh, no, what did I do? Tequila, tequila told me to. No, what did I do? Tequila, tequila told me to call an ex 
and start a fight. Forget everything that I did last night. It was only supposed to be dinner, but someone fought around. Did I do tequila? Tequila told me to. Oh no. What did I do? Tequila. Tequila told me to. Oh no. What did I do? Tequila. Tequila told me to. Oh no. What did I do? Tequila. Tequila told me to. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. Yep. Been um, there, done that. Even if you don't have a tequila story, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't even try to tell us you don't because we know you do one way or another. Mara, you are awesome, girl. You just. Thank you. Back you know, after. I'm so glad that we got hooked up to do this. And, um, you know, your people, the people I talk to every week, and they said, you got to get Mara on. You got to get Mara on your podcast. And I said, okay, let's do it. So I'm so glad this worked out. And I, I love your attitude. I love your voice. I love everything about you. Thank so you. you're so easy to talk to. And I really appreciate that as somebody who does a lot of interviews. So thank you very much for making well, this super easy for me. I, I, I don't consider, when I do the interviews, let me just, from somebody, I've been doing the radio thing a long time. And I started the podcast thing, I want to say a year ago, April. We've slowly been getting into it. We usually talk to two or three artists a week. Some are the, the newbies. Some are the well-established. But uh, when I do an interview, it's just about talking. It's just about finding out who you are. And I love it, as I said earlier, that if the guest would ask questions about me, too, and it makes for a two-way conversation, you're a pro. You're a pro at doing that. And I can tell you've done this before. You know, it's just that's that's the way to do it. And I don't, I don't do a lot of homework. I'll glance at the website. I'll, I'll see who you are a little bit, just kind of, you know, and then I just, I take the minute I say hello, then I just take it from there. Just like, you know, there you are here. I am nice to meet you. Now tell me about you and I'll well, tell like you. About this, me, you know? this is great. This is a great format. It's super comfortable. And so, you know what, you got a good thing going for you here and I appreciate well, it. I'd love to well, come back sometime. That that's very kind of you to say, and that's the whole idea. That's it's it's not you know I don't like the formal stuff. I just want to be one on one and just have a conversation. So and I, and I want I want to you know people that are viewing this or people that listen to this later on to know that the artists that I talk to, the artists like yourself, you're real people. You know you have a job. This is what you do. You're trying. You're living your your dream. You've got a passion and dedication for what you do. I've got a passion and dedication for what I do. These are just our jobs, and this is what we do. We're real people. We eat just like everybody else. We go to the grocery store just like everybody else. We, you know, we go to work every day. Well, for the most part, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, before I say goodbye, um, I'd like to ask you a few questions, and if you don't want to ask, answer them. Uh, that is completely fine. But uh, I have a list of podcast fun questions, and All there's right. five of them. 
And uh, I usually a- ask my guests to give me a number between one and 25, and I'll ask the question that's next to that number. All right. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a different opinion when we get done with this, but no, no. Okay. Go ahead. One, between one and 25. Okay. Let's go with five. Five. Most important quality to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Do another one. Sorry. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to do that one. Let's go 11. 11. Are you usually late or early? Early. Okay, good. Um, yeah, definitely early. My, 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 one of my parents was late to everything and made me late to everything growing up. And so now I have this like fear of being late. So I'm, I'm annoyingly early. Mm, I'm always late. Uh, okay. <laughs> Between one and 25 again. Okay. Um, 16. What's the first word that comes to mind? Right now, what's the first word that comes to mind? Popsicle. (laughs) (laughs) What flavor? Uh, Ooh, lime. Lime. I'm a strawberry guy. I'm big on on strawberry. All right, let's do just a couple more. Um, another, Another number. How about three? Uh, do you have a sports team? Yes, I do have a sports team. Who is it? Who is it? San Francisco Giants baseball. Okay. And who's their rival? <laughs> the Dodgers. All right. What's the best way to provoke a Dodgers fan? <laughs> um, well, you know, okay. They won the World Series this year, and I'm very happy for them. But um, if you bring up the World Series where they lost to the Astros, I think that's a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Feels yeah. like though. Yeah, that was a great. Do you watch the, you watch the series then? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big baseball fan. Are you? Yeah. Can I um and I don't I don't mean to keep this conversation going at, you know really long because I know you're very very busy. But <laughs> uh, we're huge baseball fans. Okay. And um we have a team here in Syracuse called the well now they're the Syracuse Mets. Uh the New York Mets are our parent club. We're okay. the AAA. We're the one level below the majors. So we see a lot of the players that go up and down, up and down. They may be down a rehab, you know, and all that. Sure. Uh, up until this past year, we were the Nationals farm team, Washington Nationals. Oh, interesting. And um, the room that I'm doing this podcast from, this is, I call it my pod zone. This is a really cool studio now. But a lot of the Washington Nationals players have stayed right in this room. And what? we used to house the players when they were in town. That's so cool. So we've had, yeah, it's a little crazy, but it's so much fun because you get to know them. You get to know their families. You become family. We've kept in touch with a lot of them. They won the World Series. A couple of the guys that stayed in this room played in the World Series. It's just, you know, and uh, Patrick Corbin, who's a pitcher for the Nationals, he only lives a couple of blocks from here or his parents do now, but which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. You must have had some really fun conversations with some of those players. I know that um, in the minors, they're like, they're like really not paid very much. And so it's awesome that you get to put them up so they can save money on hotels and travel. Exactly. Exactly. And we, we did that for a whole lot of years up until just, you know, when I started the podcast and we stopped doing it, but uh, we have maintained uh, a great friendship. We go to visit at spring training every year. Um, we, we go to dinner with them at spring training. We were there in March, just before this whole thing yeah. pandemic happened. We went to the Astros game 
and it was crazy nuts. And if you, you being a baseball fan, you would have gone nuts because you know <laughs> everything that they went through and the cheering and the names that they were being called from the fans that were in the stands and everything. I recorded it on my phone and I still have it. It's crazy. If I had known, I would have plugged it into the system and played it for you. But, <laughs> but your, I also have, wait a minute, let me see. Here. Is, is your spring training, because I go to Scottsdale for our spring training. Is yours in Myrtle Beach? Uh, nope. Ours is in West Palm. Okay. Um, or Port St. Lucie. They're very close to each other. Uh, we did when uh, a friend of ours, uh, my son was actually in one of their weddings and he got married in Vegas. But uh, he was uh, he got traded to the Indians and their spring training was in Arizona. And we yeah. flew out there and spent time out there. But That's see, I, now I've got two baseballs. One's minor league and one's major league. And I do that. Well, you can't see it. I wish I had a better camera. There's a difference. I never knew there would be a difference between baseballs. Me neither. But between, you probably can't see it on a camera. This one is a minor league ball. This one is a major league ball. There okay. is a difference. I had no idea till we had one of the pitchers stay with us. And then he said, Skip, look it. Now, here's the baseballs. Here's the deal. This is what's different. I look, the stitching is the tighter on a, uh, on a major league ball than it is on a minor league ball. The stitching. Next time, and like this, you can't see it, but it says okay. major league baseball. Yeah. It says international league, which is the minor league ball. Yeah. But the stitching on the major league ball is tighter. So that's why. And if you go to a, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to bore you. No, I'm like so into this. I'm, I, I really, I want to ask you if you caught those or if somebody gave them to you. Are you kidding? Fouls. We have, well, first of all, let me tell you, the major league baseball's got the tighter stitching. And when they have a pitcher down on rehab in the minor league, he can't pitch with the minor league ball. So they always take out a bucket of major league baseballs. He has to use a major league ball, but the pitchers in the minor league will pitch with the minor league ball until it, you know, they get called up or they're in the majors. So that's it. I had no idea. My son, Zach, my son is down syndrome. Zach, he's 19, soon to be 20, 20 this month. He is the biggest baseball fan you would ever come across. And that the players love him. And when we house the players here, we have parties in the backyard. The team would be in the backyard. I've had World Series players in my backyard. Nobody even, you know, it's like nobody even knows. And it's it's crazy. But um, he's probably got 300 baseballs in his room. No, no. Wow. Exactly. Yep. That's amazing. So um, how do how does the girl get an invitation to your next World Series party? <laughs> <laughs> You come through on a if if you're ever in the Northeast, I promise you, if you go on a, you know the radio tour type of thing, or you're mm -hmm. in the area in the Northeast, if you and your husband are ever in this area or whatever you're doing for whatever reason, you look me up. If it's during okay. the summer, I'll get you hooked up for a baseball game. All right, I promise. Okay. You. And um, we'll come over. We'll do a podcast. I'll show you my son's room because every baseball player that has come through this house has signed his wall. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So it's up in his room. It is amazing. It is amazing. And he can tell you he he's as far as we can, you know, ever since he's been going to baseball games ever since he was born. Um, it's probably only missed a dozen games his whole, whole life. 
of our, except for this past year when the season got canceled. Yeah. Um, they, they love him. They um, just, I forgot what I, where I was going with this, but anyways, it's just, I'll, you come through, we'll get you hooked up. It'll be okay. uh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Okay. And if you get bored, uh, if you go on Facebook, if you look under Zach Motondo, you'll see the pictures, you'll see him on Facebook, you, you know, I'll send you a link and you can see all the stuff. It's pretty, pretty cool. You come through. We'll get you all hooked up. When the Giants play the Mets, we'll have to go to a game. Are you are you like a Mets or is it is it your your well, own? Well, we go with the Nationals and we go with the Mets. Okay. Because we have friends that are you know with the Nationals yeah. still, and the Mets now are our parent club, and they've been here one year. We made friends, you know, like Tim Tebow, just mm-hmm. the greatest guy you'll ever want to talk to, hang with. Um, you know, he wants to play baseball. He's a football player, but I know crazy. You know, he's just living his dream. He's always wanted to play baseball. So he's given it a shot. He's had a, he's had a tough season, but I got to tell you, he's the greatest guy you'll ever want to talk to. He's very deep in his faith. Obviously he, um, kids with disabilities. He went to my son's challengers, challenger baseball game, you know, and when they saw Tim Tebow there, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. very, well, it sounds like your son and I would have a lot to talk about. Basically. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding! You're not <laughs> kidding. All right, let's uh, let's do one more question. Give me a number. Okay, um, twenty five. What's the name of this podcast? <laughs> Skip Heaven. <laughs> that's that's the question. It's right here. All right, Mira Goto, you've been awesome, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to just drag on talking like that. If Del no, I- me, she'd be yelling at me. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I'll talk shop with you anytime. But really? uh, I'll have to I'll have to send you some stuff and uh, you can see the baseball stuff that my son has. It's unbelievable. So baseball and, pictures and dog pictures. OK, you got it. You got okay. it. Marigoto, your website is what? Once again, Miragoto.com, M-I-R-A-G-O-T-O.com. Yep. And you can get the music and get the merch. And I can't stress the merch enough because th- during yeah. this time, the the artists like Mira and others uh, they pretty much count on that because they don't have the gigs. They don't have the income. They're not on tour. They're sitting on couches just like she is right now with that look on her face. See? Get yourself a sweatshirt. Become one of my walking billboards. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Mira, you're awesome. I want, I'm going to click off, but I want you to hold on for one second. I want to ask you something you off the air. All right, Mira, you're awesome. Thank, Thank you. Everybody. Here we go.